I'm Carson. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to The Thrill of the Hunt. Welcome back to the Thrill of the Hunt podcast. Boy, it has been a minute. <laughs> I think we said that last time we did a podcast. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I actually thought that this was the first podcast of the year, and I looked back to see what all we've actually done, and the last one was January 1st, so it's pretty darn close to being the first yeah. one of the year anyhow. Just a little behind. Um. So, yeah, where, where do we start? Man, we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, well, and part of the reason, and and we're not going to go into this on this podcast, but really, kind of been a bit of a rough year. Yeah, it's been a busy year, but it's been a rough year um, as far as just, you know, things with our son has been difficult. If you've followed this podcast at all, you know some of the challenges that, that he faces and consequently that we all face. Um, and quite honestly, at the end of the day, after you've gone through, you know, a day full of work and, and then, you know, come home and, and deal with some of that craziness, you know, you just spent, you're done. You just want to veg out in in front of the TV and just not talk about things. Absolutely. It's just easier. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's absolutely easier. And, you know, you do get, just like just like we're not going to probably have this discussion on this podcast, because you do get tired of talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that he is not in control of right now, and we are not in control of right now. And so just to keep talking about it is just exhausting, because it's spinning wheels, and we're doing the best we can. But we've got a lot of things that are in motion right now, I think, that, you know, hopefully they'll help. I mean, we have everything yeah, from... might be worth sharing briefly, but... Yeah, well, we got everything yeah. from behavioral therapy, but the big one, the absolute biggest one, is we've got a therapy dog coming, and this is our family's first dog, and... I'm a little scared about that, mainly because I, I, I didn't really want a dog to begin with. Mm-hmm. I'm much more of a cat person because they're really independent and I don't have to worry about them. And I feel like a, a dog's just such a big responsibility. And I, I just uh, I don't know that we need one more thing in our, our life. But a therapy dog, that's a different type of situation. And I think when you have a well-behaved dog and a dog that is going to be specially tailored for him, mm-hmm. um, you know, that changes my perception of having a dog a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's like taking in a toddler. Yep. So it's Well, it's a maybe lot. not a toddler. I mean, that's... <laughs> well. <laughs> maybe not that. But still, yeah. I mean, I know where you're coming from. It's... It's a big responsibility, but our, it is, and and we don't take it lightly, no. and we don't feel like animals are disposable, and so we take them in very seriously. So the long and short of this is that she will be going to training early next month, and she'll be going for intensive training, intensive therapy training, for about two weeks, and then what she comes to live with us at that point. Is there more training after that? 
There is more after that, but she does come to live with us first. We start to practice and work with her on the commands that she has learned. Mm -hmm. And then she will have very specific sessions where it is geared toward what our son needs and how the dog can specifically meet Mm -hmm. some of those needs. Yeah. So we have decided to name her Numa. Which, um, actually, I got the name from a Rob Bell uh, video series from years ago, back when he was in the evangelical community. And um, the way he spells it is a phonetic spelling of the ancient Greek word pneuma, uh, which is like P-N-U-E-M-A. And that is ancient Greek for breathe. Um and in the Christian community, in that tradition, that word is used often as like breath of God or spirit and things like that. Um, for us, the reason we chose it is basically as a reminder for our son when he has uh, and when he has trouble, when he gets angry, when he gets upset. Hopefully, the dog will be a reminder to do exactly that—to breathe, to take a moment to breathe and calm down. And I, I don't know. I thought that was really appropriate. Kids seem to think it, they, you know, they like the name, um, rolls off the tongue really well. And it's, uh, uh, very different from our cat's name. So that's good. So there's no confusion about which <laughs> animal you're calling. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know. There I'm, I'm excited, uh, nervous all at the same time. Yeah. I think we all are, you know, but Except the kids, they're not really at all. No, <laughs> they're no, really excited. Actually, I actually think they are. Both of them have expressed concern to me that they either won't know how to properly take care of the dog or will forget to do something for the dog. Um, you know, things like that. So, but you know, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the fact that it's not all rainbows and butterflies yeah. and that they are seeing that there's a very serious side to it and and that there's some definite huge responsibility and change that's going to take place and you know they're thinking through all that right right well we'll see what happens when it comes yes we will well changing topics for a second you and i just got back from a trip uh we uh just got back from a trip to charleston and a very brief stint in Asheville. just the two of us which was nice because you and I haven't had um, a vacation, just the two of us, in a couple years. Yes. Which, I, I mean, and I'm great. I'm that, you know, that, that sounds like a long time for us, but I realize that there's a lot of other couples and stuff out there that don't get to have even that, you know, that maybe it's been 10 years since they've had that time together. So yeah. I don't take that for granted. Um, right. We, we are very blessed in that regard. And, um, I will say that any parent of any, especially any child that special needs really, really can use that from time to yeah. time. And you and I just needed that time to reconnect. Because, you know, yeah. the time to be Amanda and Carson instead of mom and dad. Because those yeah. are two very different people. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it all relates back to our discussion we were just having where life has just been busy. It's been busy, and and everybody's life is. I don't mean it that way, but like you said, you know, with with other things and why we hadn't had a podcast, by the end of the evening, we're spent. Just done, yeah. And so you do just, 
veg out in front of the TV or a book or a video game, and, and you and I don't get to make yeah. that connection that we need to make. Okay, so we, let's see, we dropped our son, this worked out really well, we dropped him off at church camp on Saturday, um, and the camp was uh, going to what, Greenville, South Carolina, is that right? No, it was Green Wood? I don't know, I thought it was Greenwood. Anyhow, it's somewhere in South Carolina. We drop him off at the church drop our daughter off with your mom and dad, and you and I take off to Charleston. Now, the funny part, funniest part about all this is we're driving for, what, a cup, two, three hours, and we stop for lunch in, I think, was it Greenville that we stopped? No, we were outside there. Okay, but anyhow, we stop for lunch, and sure as the world, his bus <laughs> was was <laughs> there at at the place we were going to to grab a bite to eat and it's just like i i know he he must have been like what the heck i can't get away from mom and dad at all <laughs> I thought all. i was leaving them. yeah i think I, I here's how i picture the conversation so we pull up next to the bus and i think that he was probably like talking to somebody about a milkshake and getting a milkshake cuz you know you got to take into consideration He's a little kid who just got handed, uh, you know, a, enough money to go and buy like meals out and stuff like that. Now, granted, I mean, the chaperones are taking care of some of this, but it's still like he has this money available. So he gets to buy anything he wants. And I know he and his friends are probably talking about Beaming. like, what are you <laughs> going to get? I'm going to get a milkshake, you know? Okay. So we pull up and I'm like, Hey man, and he turns around, sees me, and I'm like, "Make healthy choices." <laughs> and he <laughs> comes running over the car, and you know, excited to see us. But he's like, "Can I get a milkshake?" Now I know that this is the same kid that when he has about an eighth of a milkshake, he's like, "Hey, I'm done. Stomach's hurting," you know, because yeah. the dairy's kind of like messing with him and stuff. I knew he wasn't going to be able to even do justice to a milkshake. So he's like, can I have a milkshake? I was like, yeah, I don't think so. Well, and put him back on a bus with all right. these kids and him sick and so, to the stomach. So immediately yeah. he turns around, runs back. I can't get a milkshake. <laughs> so you know that he was probably scheming. And then he gets off the bus and then mom and dad are there. Just bad timing all the way around for him. Poor kid. Um, but anyhow, we uh, left him there and went on to Charleston and really had a good time. Um, stayed at Isle of Palms, mm -hmm. which the hotel was okay. I think the biggest problem we had was that it was our room was an interior room and it was right next to the elevator and the stairs. And on Saturday night, it got really loud at hard to hard to relax, hard to sleep. Yeah. And given that was our first night there and you'd driven all day, it's like the one thing I, I wanted to do was just let's get a good night's sleep. Yeah. We knew we had a lot of plans for the next day. And so, yeah, I was really uncomfortable there with all the noise. And I'm a very sensitive sleeper. And it's really hard for me to go to sleep unless it's cold, dark, and quiet. Yeah. I can tune out a um, lot. Yeah, you can you can pretty much do not anything, <laughs> but I'm the person who can't sleep on flights, and so that 
Yeah, that didn't go so well. But the the rest of the time though was really awesome. I mean, we oh, we yeah. spent two the days, two full days in Charleston. Um, you know, I got to thinking, you and I really need to plan our next getaway for that's just the two of us. We probably ought to go on a cruise or in an all inclusive and not go anywhere. Because you and I have this <laughs> habit of uh, it's fun, but it's it's not really relaxing. Because you and I want to yeah. see everything. We want to experience everything. Yeah. So, you know, we were on there, there from Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday alone, Tuesday alone, we walked eight miles around Charleston. Yeah. That's not, that's not a relaxing vacation. Um, no, we have a bad habit, like you said, of doing that. I don't know that it's a bad so... habit. It's just, you know, you don't really allow yourself time to to really well to physically relax and, and I think mentally we're we're okay but you know you're kind of exhausted by the time the day's over yeah well I think too th- this was kind of a shorter vacation yeah. so you know I think if you compare it to say for instance like the first time we went to Mexico we built in days yeah where it was well like, and okay, that was at an all-inclusive really too day. yeah going to be busy this day. We're going to do some excursions. And the next day, we're just going to stay mm-hmm. um, on the property. You know, yeah. th- we just didn't have the time right. with this one. So, I mean, when that, you can, when it. you walk out of your hotel room and you don't have to worry about where are we going to go, where are our meals going to be coming from, and you, you know, you get that food wherever you want there on the resort, you swim right there, you got the beach right there, and like you don't have to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is really relaxing. Um, you know that that takes a lot of um, a lot of effort out of trying to to build your day and plan that out and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, doing one of those where you you know you do excursion type things all day long, and then the next day you kind of just chill at the resort. It works out really well. And the same token, it does that. You know, you get the same effect at a cruise line. So we might need to think about that. But anyhow, we're not talking about that and what we should do next time. We're talking about what we did do. Um, I am super happy that we got lucky uh, and was able to get into Husk. That was our first meal in Charleston. Holy crap. That is hands down. uh, I'd say it's probably the best meal I've ever had at any restaurant. It's really freaking really good. good. Yeah. Um, it, um, you know, we we first found out about Husk when we were watching Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown, and he was on there with Chef Sean Brock, owner of the restaurant, and well, chef. Um, and you know that everything that we saw him bring out just looked really good. It was it was southern type food, um traditional southern food um with a oh, what would you call it really? I mean f- flair is not a, even really the right word. It's like yeah. it, they're usually they're using old school cooking but they're with a modern twist I guess, I guess so. you say what Talk about that for a very... second. I'm going to pull up on the the computer exactly what we had because just saying what we had doesn't really do it justice. You have to like have the ingredients. Go ahead, talk about it. So, it's a very farm to table mentality. 
Um, Which that gets thrown around a lot here lately. That's starting to get a little bit cliche. But, I mean, it truly is. You have a board that tells you where every single thing came from. I know I'm not letting you talk. I'm going to shut up. You go back. No, that's fine. That's pretty much what I was going to say. You walk in, there's a board. It lists pretty much all of their major ingredients. So cheese, bacon, um, their, you know, beef, their chicken, pork, whatever it may be, those major items, it tells you exactly where it was sourced from, which it was pretty cool to see that a couple of our local guys were on there, Benton's Bacon, Mm -hmm. Sweetwater Valley Farms, um, so just the simple fact that, that they're proud enough of these really major players on their menu that they're going to put that up there right at the front when you walk in was pretty cool. Really speaks to the, the whole vibe. I'm still trying to find the, the menu here. Um, well, we went, we could say that we went for brunch, which is only served weekends, I think. It's only served on Sundays. Sunday. Only served on Sunday. Um, we went on Father's Day. We had tried to get reservations several weeks ago. Best Father's Day meal I've ever and, had. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. Um, doesn't compare to the ones I've cooked for you for sure. But um, we tried to get reservations several weeks ago. We had not even thought about the fact that we were trying to make reservations for Father's Day. We actually checked several days around it and still no reservations. And so we got there and we thought, you know, of course, we're not going to get in but let's try. <laughs> and um, we got we got really lucky. We called and she said, you know, head on down. We can probably get you a table in 30 minutes. Uh, we walked on down, uh, got seated in probably around 20 minutes. Um, got a great table. Um, I don't know. Everything just worked out. Well, I've got a little bit of a problem trying to find the exact thing that we ate because their menu changes almost daily. So, so we may just have to describe. Yeah, how it? would you describe the name. first thing that we had? It was like, um, like a, a, a something on grilled sourdough, right? Like yeah. a pork yeah. type of. It was homemade um, grilled sourdough bread that um, had, I guess, I, I don't know that they'd really done much else to the bread itself, but it came with almost like a stewed beef on top of it um it wasn't obviously like a like a traditional beef stew but the meat had definitely been cooked for a very long time and had developed um sort of like um not a gravy but like a thick broth and so that was ladled over the sourdough and i'm trying to remember what else they put on i know there was some uh, fresh arugula Mm mm-hmm and some tomatoes. I'm still trying to find something here, and it's and then just what not... was the che- was it feta? Yeah, I think so. I I mean, it even shows like you know yesterday's brunch menu, and all totally different, totally oh, different wow. from everything that we had. Um, I mean, I had an omelet. And that sounds like, okay, yeah, you had an omelet, great. <laughs> but it wasn't just any omelet. It just... Um, yeah, it had like ricotta cheese and... Mushrooms and and 
it's just a stuff. Steak. Just a steak. Steak. That's what it, it was. Had yeah. Steak in it. Yeah. I, yeah. I real. I should have taken a picture of the menu. I didn't realize that that menu changed so much. Me neither. We should have taken a picture of the food. I can't believe we didn't even take a picture of the food. Well, I know, and but that gets this, so. I know. Cliche. Yeah, you hate to be that person. We also had one of the their their pancakes, pancakes which was amazing. It was like bourbon soaked peaches. Fresh. Yeah. Peaches. Yeah. Not not this canned crap like. Fresh yeah, peaches with these roasted kind of candied pecans. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was and the pancake wasn't overly sweet like most pancakes you get. The pancake itself was more corn, maybe like corn based. I don't know. I just it know was it was just, good. It was good. Yep. Um, and then uh, you know we also I didn't even realize it, but later that day we ended up uh, eating at another one of. Sean Brock's places, Monero, which was voted one of the best. Um, am I saying this right? Takiera, Takari, Tak. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the first one. Takiera, I think it's right. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Ask, I think that's uh, right. Ask our friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Anyhow, um, that the closest thing I can compare, compare that to is like Hilton Head's Holy Tequila, um. But boy, holy kid, the holy tequila's got to run for their money as far as that's concerned. Like that, that restaurant was pretty this incredible. Was good, it pretty was freaking really incredible. Good. Um, I mean, I, I can't. You had like an unusual taco, like grilled cauliflower. Yeah, and it was and it amazing. Was so good, I would so go back and get like three of those. Yeah. right now, those were super awesome. And they made the Carolina Gold Rice there. Carolina Gold Rice. First time we got for to try that. Those of you that have never had Carolina Gold Rice, it's kind of a sticky rice. It is a white rice. Um, there's nothing gold about it in color. It is completely white. And the only reason it's called gold is because that boy, it made the people of Charleston in the early days a lot of money. Unfortunately, at the expense of um, a lot of slavery too, um, because that uh, that rice came uh, over to the United States from West Africa. Um, but uh, really tasty stuff, really good. Yes, and now it's it's only harvested in really small batches. Mm-hmm. So um, we we did end up buying one bag of it, but it's very expensive. Yeah. Comparatively speaking, yes, it to is. all of the standard rices that we typically see in the grocery stores. That, it's also not available in all the grocery stores, so mm-hmm. we had to get at least a That bag. same day that we did, we ate at Husk and Monero, between that we took a walking tour with um, Charleston Pirate Tours. And uh, it's basically what you think. I mean, it's a tour. It's a two-hour walking tour around historic Charleston, and they talk, they talk about all the different pirates that visited there, specifically uh, Blackbeard and uh, Steed Bonnet uh, and, uh, you know, every everybody else that you can imagine, like uh, Calico Jack Rackham and Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed. All these pirates had connections in some form or fashion to Charleston. Um, and the the guy that took us on a tour he's dressed you know from head to toe like a pirate but he doesn't do a pirate accent like he's he's not pulling his uh, sailor jerry uh impersonation out <laughs> he's uh, he's talking just like normal and everything which uh, is 
pretty welcome thing because I think that the uh, the fake accent shtick could get really old really quick with that. Um, but this guy, man, he is quite the historian. He, I, I know quite a bit about pirates, but he was telling me things that I hadn't ever heard of before. So it was really cool to to hear that. Um, and we we got to go into a tavern there that real pirates actually went into. This is probably one of my favorite things about Charleston because I mean, if you, I, I'm a sucker for things like the oldest or the first, like those are things that's like, you have my attention, the only, sir. The biggest. <laughs> exactly. Like if you tell me things like the only, the first and the, you know, then, then, then I'm, you, you that's a, that's a good uh, hook for me. But next to the old provost and the, the dungeon there, um, is a little tavern that sits on the corner of the street and it's literally called the tavern. And that is all that building has been since 1686. There's not many places in America that are still existing today from 1686. And there sure are even fewer uh, buildings that are still doing the same type of business since it was opened. And that was that's pretty incredible. We got an amazing bottle of... Uh, what would triple X coffee liquor, uh, coffee vodka. vodka? Yeah, triple X coffee vodka, which is boy, it is smooth. Um, I'm kind of kicking myself that I don't have any in front of me right now. Um, and it's made there. It is made there. It I is mean, not in the tavern, but it's made in Charleston. Right. It's um made with uh, once they have the vodka made and everything, they send it to Charleston Roasters. I think it is. Um, and they infuse that with their coffee there, and super smooth, super mm. smooth. You put that stuff over ice, and uh, you'll uh, you'll be lit before you know it. It could be very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have any uh, highlights from that tour at all? Um, no, I mean, I really share the same feelings as you. It was just really, really good. He talked a lot about... Um, Honestly, I didn't know that Blackbeard had as many dealings in Charleston as he did. Yeah, no, I didn't either. I think what, like you said, what was refreshing is you know he tried to to do away a lot with a lot of, um, I guess the the little quirks and things that movies, the have Hollywood made stereotypes, us, yeah, made us think that pirates are, and really helps you picture truly how it was. Um, you know, pirates are still around today. So, um, you know, just kind of bringing it full circle and, and talking about, okay, this is the reality right. of how things were. Um, so I think I probably enjoyed that the best, of, you know, in terms right. of overall. Of course, the pirates that you have today are very different from the pirates you had back then in, in the sense that a lot of people then truly were trying to find a life of freedom that they couldn't get otherwise. Um, and it was a very diplomatic type of situation, you know? You couldn't do anything without the vote of the crew. And, um, yeah, it's, granted, very dangerous lifestyle. <laughs> right. But I can I could understand why somebody might go, yeah, this sounds like this is the life for me. Mm-hmm. And not with any type of malicious intentions either. It was just like... This I'm not going to get rich any other way, 
this sounds like it's got some promise to it. Right. Let's do this. Quick, quick path to wealth. Yeah. Well, they hoped. That's what they want. <laughs> Oftentimes, not the case. Quick path to death, not so much wealth yeah. a lot of the times. Um, but the next day was pretty much just checking out all the other things that we missed the day before, which going through that market, you know, the last time we were there, what were the open air market? Was that, is it just called the market? I think it was. I swear. I, I felt like it was three times the length that it was when we were there. What? Maybe 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. Um, it's changed a lot. There's like that whole interior air condition section now. Yeah, I don't remember that being right. there all before. And um you know, we we checked that out and then we also had the Charleston Museum, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth uh worth a, a you know, admission price to go in there. They had a lot of cool stuff. That's not only about the history of Charleston, um but a, you know, a lot of world history as well. But you know, I've always said like if you want to get the um the short condensed version of American history, just visit Charleston. I mean, you know, you're talking pre-revolutionary war, huge, you know, influence in the, or or importance in the Civil War, um, mm-hmm. and and in civil rights, and on it goes. I mean, Charleston, slavery and abolition. Yes, and, Charleston yeah. is chock full of of American history. It's a very very important city, um, and. Um, what 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 am I missing here? I mean, you know, I'm not trying to go into details or anything, but I mean, that's 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 pretty much Charleston. Was, we just we walked did. around and checked out buildings and history. Yeah, we got um, we had more good food that day. <laughs> the ongoing um, theme: we had good food. I think that day, I guess, worth mentioning is Callie's hot little biscuit. Oh, so good! We had so that. good. That day, we had Griffin mm-hmm. that evening. Which I didn't realize it until later, but that episode that we were talking about with uh, Parts Unknown with Anthony Bourdain and Chef Sean Brock from Husk, that, that episode started with them at Griffin Tavern. Yeah, but I think we didn't realize it because they didn't really announce where they were Mm-mm. on the episode. They were just there. But we went back and watched them. Like, oh my gosh, you know. So Griffin was voted yeah. best fish and chips in Charleston, and I mean that's the only fish and chips I've had in Charleston. So I'm just going to go ahead and say yes, that is <laughs> by <laughs> default um, best fish and chips I've ever had. The champion of that 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 still goes to the British Open Pub in Hilton Head of all places. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a British pub. And I got to trust you guys on that because, you know, I'm not the fish and chips yeah. fan in the family. They but do it upright. You and both our kids absolutely love British Open yeah. Pub, so it it's good. They do it upright. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't... I mean, there's not a lot to say as far as that's... I mean, one thing that was really yeah. cool is that we there's a lot of churches there. Charleston is known as the Holy City. Um, mainly because there's 400 different churches in Charleston. Um, I mean, I thought we were in the buckle of the Bible Belt. My gracious. Um, of course, that that's churches across all denominations, too. Sure. Whereas, you know, in this area, it'd be predominantly like 
Baptist or independent or Methodist. Um, but in Charleston, yeah, you got 400 different churches known as the Holy City. And one of those that we went into was, is it St. Joseph's? Is that right? I know St. Philip's is one, but the one that we walked into, that white one, is that St. Michael's? St. Joseph's? I want to think it was St. Joseph's. I think it was St. Joseph's. Anyhow, point being is that is where George Washington came and worshipped when he was doing his tour of the United States after his election. He spent a week in Charleston, and I I just get chills when I go into places where I know that people, important people in our history have been. That's just really, really cool to me to Hmm. be in that place and go, man. I, I may be here. standing where George Washington stood. That's just really cool. Yeah. yeah. And it was beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. The beaches at Olive Palms was, I mean, it was fine. I, I'm not going to rant and rave about that. I mean, it was, it was fine. It's, you know, and some people absolutely love it. And I'm not meaning to take a jab at Olive Palms. However, if I could pick somewhere else mm-hmm. to stay around Charleston, I would. I'd probably do Folly or Hilton Head. I would do Folly or Hilton Head because, like you said, they were beaches were okay, but they were so crowded. They were. They the really were this time were around. So crowded. Mm-hmm. It was parking was difficult. Um. We went in high season. We knew it would be busy. I get it. And I can understand how some, like, for families, with especially with small kids, it's kind of nice because you can park, and then the street is kind of lined with your typical stores and restaurants mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, if you want to come and just park your car and just stay and walk up and down the streets and do the beaches and stuff, it is that kind of place. Yeah. The problem is we're not that kind of family. Even with the kids, they want to get out and do other things. So it's not our thing. Isle of Palms, I don't think, is going to be a destination for us. Um, I do like the proximity and the ease of getting into Charleston. Super I do, but easy. you can get that with Folly as well. I, yeah, I mean, I guess, but I, it just seemed, you know, you, you, you turn left two times. And you cross the bridge and you're there. I mean, you know, convenience was, to Charleston, convenience to Charleston was really, really high. It was. And I'm not saying that I would never, ever go back, but is it going to be like, oh, that's my thing. Yeah, we're not going to go because of the beach. It's not. We did find another nice beach. Sullivan's Island. We want to touch on that. Sullivan's was nice. Sullivan's Island was nice. Mm -hmm. It was a very wide beach. Probably one of the widest beaches I've ever seen. Which is also where Poe's Tavern is, which we actually ate there our first night. And And it's where Bill Murray lives. What? Isn't it where Bill Murray lives? I've heard Bill Murray lives on Sullivan's Island. I never saw him, though. I kept looking for him. (laughs) We did. Uh, But Poe's Tavern was pretty cool. It's like a tavern all dedicated to Edgar Allan Poe, who spent about, I think, a year or something like that. I may be wrong in that. My math may be screwed up. But anyhow, he was stationed on at, at Fort Moultrie when he spent some time in the Army at Sullivan's Island. So there's a restaurant dedicated to him and his literary works. And uh, all the burgers and sandwiches have 
names of uh, they're all named after different short stories that he wrote. Um, I was really excited to go there, but um, you know, after having driven in the car as long as we did, uh, and that being the first stop, you kind of wanted some type of decompression. That wasn't the place to do it. Maybe outside on the patio, but we chose to eat to to eat uh, inside, and it was loud. Really, really loud in there. Yeah. And it was just kind of, um, I don't want to say a rowdy crowd. It no, was just it was people, just, you know, having fun and drinking and talking. Just a lot and, of people. And they were just getting loud. And, and something about it almost, it wasn't an echo, but it was just kind of like all the sound was just, yeah. I don't know. It was just loud music, loud talking, lots of just internal noise going on. It was just about more than I could handle. Yeah. So that uh, so after we after we wrapped up our time in Charleston, we took a quick jaunt over to Asheville, and um, we got to talk about the tea plantation. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Before we went to Asheville, uh, you know, we drove about an uh, we drove an hour east past Charleston to the Charleston Tea Plantation. Uh, right after we stopped uh, to check out the Angel Oak, which is like a four hundred year old oak tree that is just sprawls all over uh the grounds there it's it's amazing wines and knots and it just looks like something out of a tim burton movie we checked that out and then we uh ended up at the charleston tea plantation which is the only tea plantation uh in america the only manufacturer of tea everything else is is done outside of the united states this is it this is the only one so it was really cool to see that manufactured there. Uh, you learned quite a bit about tea while you were there, things that you didn't know before. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. I did not realize that you can make several different types of tea out of the same tea leaf. So I knew that all the different types of tea had different processes to it in terms of how they get it to turn out to be a, a green tea or a white tea or oolong or whatever. But um, I did not realize that you can take the same leaf and make green tea and oolong and black tea. All about the um, oxidation so, period. You know, we're initially walking through the field there in the plantation, and I'm thinking, oh, well, this row must be <laughs> this type of tea, and this row must be this other type of tea. And all along, it was just it's the all exact the same, same yeah. plant. Um, so it was really cool to kind of walk, you get to walk through a bit of their manufacturing facility and see how the tea is brought in, uh, from the field and, and what the processes are to get it to the shelf. Um, so it was, I mean, I thought it was really cool. Now the kids would be probably bored to yeah. tears, but, um, I don't know. I mean, really honestly, they were probably like just sampling all the different types of tea in the gift They'd shop. Like that they would part. like that. <laughs> They would like that. Probably be the only thing that they like. But we got and lucky it's when all we free. Other right. than if you want to take the trolley tour, and the trolley tour takes you around the plantation, shows you the greenhouse and the fields. But if you don't want to do that, or, or it's not a must, then everything else is pretty much free. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We it, well, it wasn't free for us. We walked out with uh, quite a bit of tea and tea merchandise. Well, well I think that's the idea. <laughs> um, I, we got lucky when we arrived because. You know, just the month before, they had just cut the first tea of the season. And with that, they make a tea called the First Flush, which is, you know, it, it is the absolute freshest 
tea you can possibly buy because it is the first the first cut of the season. Um, and uh, you know, I told you before, I was I, I I'm a stickler for like the freshest, the only, the you know all that type of stuff. So when they're telling me this is the freshest tea you can buy, this is a limited edition. You can only buy it here. Like all these things, I'm like, okay, you've you've got a customer here. So bought that and uh, glad I did though. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's a really yeah. fresh tea. Yeah, it has a very um a, a more delicate flavor, I mm-hmm. think, than your typical breakfast tea. Um but but very good and the kids seem to like. And it. then we made that horrible drive to Asheville and I only say that because traffic. Oh my god, traffic. I I've not I've never seen so much traffic either going down to Charleston or coming back. Yeah, we had more just problems. delay after delay, and I the frustrating thing is is that is when you don't even know what you're delayed for. Yeah, and, and there's you know, nothing. You know, I get it if it's a wreck. I get it if it's a roadblock, but when you never see why you're being delayed, that's so frustrating. Oh yeah, and that yeah. happened to us, and so it took longer to get there than what we thought. Um, but we pull in. We decided to, to to hit up West Asheville before we checked into our hotel. And for those of you who've never been to Asheville before, it is it was described to me, as I will describe it to you, as a very welcoming place to people of all ethnicities. Uh, it's welcome to race. It's welcome to all you know different types of people and 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 uh, sexual orientation and um, religion and you know you can be anybody from anywhere and be accepted there. Now that's cool. I like that. I like that about the place a lot. That said, <laughs> I, I feel like there's. There's there's people there that just like being different is just cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you kind of get that vibe that's like I'm just gonna kind of be odd because that's cool. Yeah. And I don't know. There's a little bit of pretension from what I saw. I may be wrong. We could be totally wrong, and and maybe we were just in a funk from the horribly long drive that that kind of killed part of our day there. Um, yeah, and rolling up but, into West Asheville probably wasn't the best choice either for a day like that because yeah. West Asheville is kind of like the my vibe was like that's more of like your fringe, yeah. like that's. <laughs> There's downtown Asheville, and then there's West Asheville. West Asheville is like hippie commune center, central, it feels like. Yeah, like, um, uh, you know, hostels and... um, And we're like there at 6 o'clock and everybody's closed. And half the shops that like was probably like the most frustrating. I know, and like thing. some of the hours on the stores were like, you know, we close at eight, but they're closed and it's six. Well, and you you took a picture of that yes. one sign. This, this one picture pretty much sums pretty, up yeah, what we were seeing across the board. It absolutely does. So this sign I took a picture of. This is a joke, you know, that they had in their window. I get it, but but they were closed. But it's yeah, <laughs> but they were closed. Yeah, 
but it, it this is pre, this is pretty spot on. Uh, it says open most days about nine or ten, occasionally as early as seven, and sometimes as late as one or twelve or one. We close about five thirty or six, occasionally four or five, and sometimes as late as midnight or later. On some days we're not even here at all, but lately we've been here a lot, unless we're not here. That's West Asheville, <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. It, um, but again, again, going with the theme and good food, we got it there too. We did get some good food. They were open, thankfully. What was the name of that place? Bip, Bimmy Berry Bop. <laughs> I feel like it's like Bippity Boppity Boo, and I know that's not the name of it, but I know Bimmy Bimberry. No. Bimberry. I don't Bip. know. Again, why do you have to have a name like that? Like why do you, why do you have to Oh god. Now it was very fresh and um very healthy food and um it took forever to come out though. The food took forever to get to the table. Uh, yeah, we were you and I were joking like, like maybe thought, they decided to close. Yeah. This one guy walked in looked like a Zach Galifianakis like stunt double. And he's he's coming in with like this tight t shirt on, not not the body to have a tight t shirt on, and like white linen and white pants, like white linen yoga pants. It wasn't no, it wasn't even linen. It's like more like sweatpants. <laughs> and he sits down at the table behind us, and you can tell he's waiting on somebody, and that somebody's waiting on eventually walks through the door. It's like this eighty year old woman, looks like a shaman. Because she's got, like, fringe and stuff, like, hanging down. She's got these long, flowing robes and these long, dangly earrings. A lot of makeup. Yeah, like, I expected to see her, like, walk off the set of Willow or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a fortune teller yes. or something. <laughs> she comes in, and, you know, when you see, when, you, when you're going to meet somebody for lunch or whatever, you expect, to you know, that person to come up to you hug, pat, pat, pat on the back. Hey, how you been? Have a seat, right? Mm -mm. This guy, like no words spoken. They lock eyes. They walk towards each other, and he embraces her, and they are still. They don't move. They're just holding each other as still as can be for, I swear to you, 30 seconds. This has all happened behind your back. Yeah. So you didn't get to see well, any of this. 30 seconds doesn't sound like a long time. You didn't time, get to see any of it. But but you got to smell it because she sat down and she walked out of like, you know, we walked out of the tea plantation. This lady walked out of the weed plantation. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, she was probably his dealer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was just, it was. It was. Kind of bizarre. Yeah. For, for us Maryville folk. It, <laughs> it, yeah. Um, and let's see. Um, what is it? We, uh, we got to experience the rest of downtown Nack, uh, let's say Knoxville, um, Asheville, um, the next day, which was, you know, just downtown Asheville, which, uh, oh my gosh, Chai Panay. 
Indian food mm, like lunch. you never oh, had it. Oh, man, that was the jam. That was so good. That's yeah. uh, sag paneer or sog paneer? But I'm not sure about that. But you and I had never really had food at a, at a traditional Indian or fairly traditional Indian restaurant, and we just went in there on a whim. Yeah, you know, we were trying. I'm to, glad we, debate, we did. You know, did we go to this place that was recommended by a friend, or what do we do? And we walked by there, mm-hmm. and it smelled so good. The highlight, though, was by far for me. The highlight of Asheville was the pinball museum. And they are, it, it, it kind of reminds me of, it's like showbiz pizza without the pizza and the animatronic animals, which granted is a third of showbiz pizza. <laughs> However, I've not played some of those arcade games since showbiz. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, it took me back. I really didn't want to leave. We, well, and the, and the pinball, I mean, that was, and I, I mean. I know the pinball was that. fun, but for me, the highlight was absolutely playing games like the the actual stand-up cabinet games of Frogger and Dig Dug and Cubert and Joust. Yeah. Donkey Kong. Those were all just, oh, gosh. I, I could have stayed in there many more hours. <laughs> yeah, and we stayed over two. Yeah, it wasn't enough. $15 <laughs> gets you unlimited play. And... uh I felt like I hadn't spent my 15 yet. Well, but they don't open until, until two. 2. That's the problem. Everything in Asheville. at Asheville has such weird hours, unless you're a restaurant. If you're a restaurant, then you're keeping fairly normal hours. But if you're retail or anything like that at all, who the hell knows when you're going to get, you know, 11 o'clock to 4. It's pretty <laughs> much their hours. It's like, you know, you, you wake up when... Uh, when you want to, you go in and unlock your doors. If nobody comes in, you may be going home for the rest of the day. Well, honestly, we had to check out of the hotel and just go on into town and hope that some stuff was open, knowing full well that most of it doesn't open until 11. Uh, it was just a little frustrating yeah. because we didn't have much time there. And after being late the night before and then nothing opening the day of, it was just like, oh, we're going to get to see anything here. I like Asheville, but I really like it for the food, and pretty much only the food. You know what I mean? Because, because, um, what what are you doing, Joey? She's got a bug. She, she's got a, a lightning bug or a moth. No, she's going to get it. She's, our cat's chasing a bug. Um, I like it mainly because of the food. Because the retail side of it, everything just seemed like it was kind of pricey and not really anything that I really would want to buy, you know? Like, I like looking at it. I think it's really cool, but there's not really a lot of stuff that I'm, you know, just dying to to purchase. Um, And then the other thing, too, is like, you know, you do get a little bit of that it it's a great place for people that maybe haven't felt accepted in whatever other community they're in and that's awesome but i feel like there's also a lot of people there that like i said are just kind of just trying to to pay a whole lot of money to look poor <laughs> or just you know 
trying to just be different to be cool or haven't found their way in life and, and like or I don't know, a lot of millennials that are living off mom and dad's wallet. That's the vibe that I got. Yeah. It's just hard to say. I think unless you were completely just like immersed in it maybe for a little yeah. bit, you wouldn't really know the true they may all truly just be trying to figure it all out. And <laughs> this that's is okay. Asheville, the place you go to figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I'll be quite honest. It's rare that you find a place that accepting in the South, so I'm so glad that it exists. Yeah, you really don't expect it, to have a place like that in North Carolina. No. And, and so, I mean, is it somewhere where I could see myself fitting in necessarily? Maybe not in that place part of Asheville, but I'm really, really glad that it's there for the people who need it. Yeah. Um, so I would never really put it down or say anything bad about it. It just right. wasn't our thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when you got to like the downtown Asheville areas, you know, so many people love that area and I can see why they do. There's a you know, lots of shops and stuff to look at and things like that. But I think you and I are kind of in this phase of our life where we just really don't have a whole lot of income to just throw at things. Well, that not only that, but we don't want or need right we're now. Tr- we're really in a, in a place now where we want to spend less on things and spend more on experiences. Right. Right. Me taking home a special vase from a store just doesn't mean that much to me anymore. Oh, God. You got to. What is it? What is it? What is it? Lord, if you it's look de- at me, I thought it was like the biggest spider in the world. <laughs> no, it's like, just it was... like this little bug. I don't know what it was. It was running up your leg. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to freak out. And you did. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you rescued me, but I swear I thought it was like venomous. <laughs> you looked at me that's hilarious i still think i, still, I think jovi's still looking for she's something. still on some onto something oh my gosh oh well, are we missing anything is that pretty much i, I don't know i hope that we've kept it and then you come back home people, you come back home to a sick kid and then you you know the chair falls on your foot and you fracture your your toe and it's just like we just came into this mess yeah i'm sitting here still with a boot on and really bruised up toes and um it wasn't the best ending i walk into a super busy time during work and it's just yeah you you come in and it's just like hitting a just a wall of stuff yeah but, you know, we had a great time, and we had some great food, and it was just nice to just be us again. Yeah. And I It wasn't long enough, though. It wasn't Never long is, enough, but this one really seemed like it wasn't long enough. Well, because it wasn't. And, <laughs> but That's I think such wisdom there. <laughs> it, I think it at least gave us a little bit of more, you know, a little pep in our step to sort of get through, you know, a busy summer. And get the kids started back in school. And then I think we might be ready to try a vacation with the kids again and, and you know, dedicate some time to them. Because, I, I mean, I did mm-hmm. I did feel bad not having them with us. But at the same time, felt really good to not have them with us. So, well, you know. Well, here's my goal. Egypt. 
I don't know when yeah, that's going to happen. It's a big goal. But it's a big goal, and I want that to happen sooner than later. Yeah, I, I do too. I really want us to try to to book an Egypt vacation. Yeah, and I want rum. So I guess we'll you want rum? Rum. Oh, I th- <laughs> rum's fine I, like, I can too. give you some rum right <laughs> now if you want. <laughs> you yeah. don't. You're no. hard, not hard to please at all. Right? No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Well, I think we're going to put a pin in it there for tonight. Um, that's that's a that's a lot of content in in an hour. A lot of stuff going on. Um, and I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll be more regular now. Who who knows? Maybe we can get this all kind of worked out to where this is a more regular podcast again. We'll try. But, you know, hey, for uh, anyone who is still listening to this podcast, if they're uh, surprised that there's a new episode out and are pleased and want to hear more, um, great, that's awesome. Uh, But just to let you know, we have changed our subscription settings to our host on SoundCloud. And what does that mean for you? Well, here's exactly what it means. We only have three hours of content now that we can upload. Um, and so the oldest episodes are going to be deleted first. So if there are some episodes you haven't heard yet, um, or for some reason you're wanting to re-listen to one of those, check out the ones that uh, are on there right now because um, uh, every new podcast that comes out, there's going to be an old one that's deleted. Uh, so that's going to be happening more regularly now that we are uh, downsizing our podcast, mainly because, I mean, you know, like we said uh, when the podcast first started, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we've recorded one in, on January 1st. You know, you, you, if you don't do it enough, it just doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to, you know, pay a premium for something that you're not using. Maybe we will this time. We'll see. Maybe we'll get more episodes and we'll go back to that uh, where we had about six hours of content. But for right now, three hours of content. So check out those older episodes before they are gone. And as always, uh, you can find us at Thrill of the Pod, Thrill of the Podcast. Good Lord. It has been a while. Thrill of the Hunt Podcast at gmail.com. If uh, you've got anything that you want to say, drop us a line, drop us a comment, drop us a suggestion of what you might want to talk about, and uh, we'll do our best to accommodate accommodate that. We'll make no promises. But as we say each and every episode, get out there and find what thrills you. <laughs>